Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today we have a special show. Not very often I get the president of a college sitting across the table from him. We've got a president and a chair from Trinity College. We've got Dr. Mark O'Farrell from Trinity College and Dr. Shannon Hogan from Trinity College. Shannon is the department chair and professor of business and leadership at Trinity College. And Mark O'Farrell is the president of the college and out there the chief spokesman, making sure everybody knows about it. I've invited these two guys on here today. Because I want you to hear about the amazing mission that Trinity College has right here in Tampa Bay and how you can get involved as a student or sending students or letting other people know. Mark, Shannon, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. All right, we're going to have a fast-moving show today, as I warned you ahead of time, but let's just step back for just a minute and talk about how Christ is making a difference in your life today. Because everybody, we're all on a level playing field. You guys have some maybe higher positions than I do in the society today, but when in Christ, we're all at the same level playing field. And I want I want people to know, wherever you are in your walk with Christ, how is Christ making a difference today? So, Mark, how is Christ making a difference today? Well, well I, I have in my own mind, formulas that I usually um, keep before me. And one is I plus I equals GI. And people say, well, what does that mean? Well, it's intimacy with God plus integrity with people equals godly influence. And if you put those components together, being right with God and real with people, you have godly influence. And certainly 
in the business place, when you are people of integrity, uh, it goes a long way. And so I have these kind of formulas that I work on. And one of the things that uh, Trinity College really affords a a student or a one. Now don't jump into the sales pitch. I want to hear <laughs> how is Jesus making a difference in Mark O'Farrell's life today? I, we're going to get into Trinity College. Yeah. I want to hear that. But I want to hear here, right here, make it personal. Yeah. Well, in my heart, I mean, this is what is okay. in the college. All right. Okay. So All I'm right. just taking you right there. I just want to make sure you weren't going to the sales oh, no, pitch. No, no, no. Is <laughs> sorry. that. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a solid, uh, firm um, believer that biblical education for me helps me. It develops my beliefs. My beliefs really formulate my values. My values then really develop my character, who I am. And my character really is the underpinning of my behavior. And so when I saw that, the value that comes from biblical understanding, it just transformed my life. It changed me. And because of that, I became a Christian. In fact, when I moved back in this area, uh, there was an individual who I spent a lot of time with who now I believe is a detective in in the Clearwater Police uh, Force. We were together, and uh, when he engaged me, he knew I was a different person. I had been completely changed, transformed. And it was Amen. the Bible that did that. I mean, it just changed my life. Amen. That's really cool. I, and I'm sorry I interrupted you. I want to make sure we weren't, because we're going to talk about Trinity, because Trinity is amazing. Uh, thanks for clarifying, and I apologize. And to the audience, you heard me. I apologize. Sometimes I make mistakes. All right, Dr. Shannon Hogan from Trinity College, talk to me about how Jesus Christ is making a difference in your life today. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because uh, one of the things I probably didn't tell you about is that my wife and I, about seven weeks ago, actually planted a church. And so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wait to hear the rest of the story. Okay, you planted a church. Okay. So in all of this, I mean, one of the things that uh, my, my pastor has always stated who planted us is if you keep this right, the vertical right between you and Christ and between you and, you and your father, everything else will fall into place. If you... If you um, bow, bow your head before the Lord, and you're always working um, and developing your relationship, building your relationship with Him. Things will work out in place. So, in my life today, I was reading Matthew chapter seven, and just the reality of seeing the leper and the teacher and uh, these individuals who had this faith. And then at the end of it, the Lord was speaking to me about there was uh, two demons who were kind of uh, uh, Jesus came up and He uh, um, exercised the demons out of their lives and. I, I, I was thinking about there was a, they put them into the pigs and the pigs, you know, the story and the pigs went, went, went off the cliff and they went skydiving. Yeah, they went skydiving. And one of the, the I guess the, it was the owner, I guess, came back or whatever. They came back from the city. They went and told people and they came back. Some, a lot of them came to see Jesus, who Jesus was and what he actually did. And others came back and said, hey, you need to be out of the region. You need to get out of the region. I was challenged in myself to say, OK, what am I doing to connect with with what God is happening around me? Because God's doing stuff. Am I looking at what God's doing around me and saying, I don't want to be part of that. You need to leave the region. Or am I actually connecting and collaborating with them to say, how can I, how can I do more from where I'm already at in my community to make certain that Christ is heard? Okay, but your life is complicated. As you said to me on the break, you've got 19 classes and internships and directed educational responsibilities during the day. You've got six children at home. You've been married 18 years, and you planted a church recently. So I, I was asking your boss over here, but we'll, we'll just go back to it. How are you keeping that under control? Because that's enough to cause any guy to lose your hair, and you still have hair. How are you going to keep the priorities straight, keeping God first, your wife second, your children third, and then the church and your job as a professor and a chair of the department? How are you keeping all that under control? Because that's a, that's a mess. You're a hot mess. Really, and you're not a woman, and you're still a hot mess. 
Yeah, the, the the funny thing is, my wife and I actually uh, asked for some uh, just some thoughts about um, how we do what we do. My wife and I are actually speaking together this Sunday. We're going to be sharing on new beginnings and families. That we're doing a message series on new beginnings, and this this upcoming Sunday is new beginning and families, and we're going to talk about it. One of the things that we we built with five constructs or five building blocks that we kind of came up with, and uh, uh, forgiveness, grace are the two basic ones that we we truly <laughs> live by because we're we're not perfect but the way that we orchestrate and how we do this is by being intentional my wife and i are very communicative we communicate we we share um our hearts we do have six kids we run them where they need to go they do karate and uh whatever else they need to do in life and we run them around but the the course the course works some of them are online so i can work at home i can do it there at the office um the classes aren't extremely large, which is one of the benefits of Trinity, which is the self self-specific later on, but they're not huge, you know, so that's, it, it's really being intentional. Mark, and you've, you, you know, Shannon's just one of your professors and you've got tons of them on staff. How do you encourage them as the president of the college? How do you encourage them? I don't know, you, you guys have a provost as well that's just in charge of classes or do you get over that as well or? The academic dean, academic dean, that okay. vice president. Mm-hmm. But how do you make sure your staff and your the faculty? How do you make sure that their personal lives stay under control so that their marriages don't get impacted, so their kids don't get get neglected? Because that when you get good people like Shannon, you don't want to lose them. But if their married lives get out of me, get to be a mess, or their kids get to be a mess because their dad's not around or their mom's not around. How are, what do you do to intentionally, this is, I know it wasn't one of the questions I told you I was going to ask, but what are you doing to intentionally feed into your staff and faculty to make sure that that stuff stays solid? Well, two things. I mean, well, three things, actually. Well, certainly pray for them. That's that's an important component. Uh, number two is every month I do send out, uh, I call it the scoop. It's more of a devotional that deals uh, for them in certain areas. It, it may be academic, it may be spiritual, it may be family, it may be just some common principles. So I give that to them every month, but then also I want to go one-on-one on them. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we have is that relational vitality. So I want to really connect with them, understand them, uh, just like when we were awarding uh, Dr. Hogan uh, a commendation from the college I always got Jamie involved. I, I let her know ahead of time that when this thing was coming down, I wanted her to accompany him, you know, in front of everyone. So I try to get to know them, get to know their kids, get to know their schedule. Um, so do you get one-on-one time with everybody on the staff and faculty every month? Uh, not every month, but I sure talk to them every month. You know, in other words, if I, I'll grab them and, and we'll sit, you know, talk about things. I'm always in the, in the uh, faculty meetings, you know. I talk to them personally about different issues, just like I was a district superintendent, so I know a little bit about the denomination he's with right now because I used to be that superintendent about his church. So I'm tracking with him. What about the finances? How's that going to work? Mm. So it's just more dialogue, you know, talking and trying to uh, figure out where they are and to give maybe maybe the Lord will give some kind of nugget to encourage them as they march forward. You know, it's mm. all I know is I've seen business people actually. A lot of church people, pastors specifically, and you guys are you're you guys are pastoral and everything that you're doing, is that pastors it, they always tell people, hey, keep your marriages under control. Well, actually, they don't do it enough. Make sure you don't neglect your kids, and yet they're the ones usually that violate it the most because they're so busy. They're involved in ministry. You know, it's just like Franklin Graham's story. You know, he never saw his dad, 
and, and he didn't come to Christ solid until he was in his 50s. That's why I asked that question, because it's so important to me. It's, it's one of the hearts and passions of what Martha and I talk about every Tuesday on the show is just, wow, let's make sure that the stuff at home is under control because it's way more important than what we do during the day. Right. And, and Vance Havner said that the main thing is the plain thing and the plain thing is the main thing. So as you prioritize, it's your relationship with the Lord, then relationship with your spouse, then your relationship with the family, then your relationship to the church, and then your relationship to the world. And if you keep Christ in the center, mm -hmm. that's so critical because then all this detail stuff can, as you said, it can smother you, can confuse you. You got to just keep focused on Jesus Christ. Now, you mentioned before the show that your wife of over 45 years uh, recently went to be with the Lord. Yes. And, and I said, well, you want to brag about her? And you go, yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about Phyllis. Uh, a marvelous woman. Uh, we met on a bland, blind date, and we uh, certainly, it was, it was uh, love at first sight for me. I don't know about her. But the bottom line is she uh, was with me all these years in ministry and responsibilities as, as a superintendent, as a pastor, and eventually in higher education. And she developed cancer. She wrestled with it for about nine years. Oh, but a the, long time. But the neat thing about it, uh, she was mobile. She was active. Her mind was good. In fact, the very day she, the day before she passed away, uh, we were meeting with a physician, and they said, you know, we just want to give you these pills because it might help if there's any pain. And she wasn't really having much pain. She was very alert. She, her energy level wasn't where it needed to be, but her mind was very in the. What she wanted to do is she wanted to leave that doctor's office under her own power, and she wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. We went to Chick-fil-A, had a great meal, came home that night at my uh, daughter's home, came back and talked to me. said, when are we coming back to Trinity? I said, well, as soon as they give you some clearance on it, good. She went back. She had a lot of energy, got up the next morning, got dressed, uh, had the, said goodbye to the grandkids, and then she was looking at me. It was about 9, 9.30, and she says, you know, I— don't feel too good. I said, okay, we'll just sit down. And, and she had a couple things. She looked at me, she stood up, Jim. And I said, what are you doing? She said, and she stood up, looked up, and then just literally collapsed back in my arms and passed away in my arms. Mm. The, when the paramedics got there, um, within five, six minutes, I mean, she was gone, but mobile, active, engaging, and I mean, I was just stunned because I never, I, I just never b would have realized it would have happened. I wasn't on the road. The neat thing, I wasn't on the road. I wasn't traveling. I was able to be there with her and to just kind of collapse in my hands, mm. uh, my arms, and I let her down gently. My, my daughter was there and my daughter was saying, mom, just run to Jesus, just run to Jesus. And it was, it was really an amazing moment in my life. Oh, I can't imagine. And it is true, then, that Chick-fil-A is heavenly food, because that was her last <laughs> meal. Oh, her, she wanted to go. Her yeah, last meal. Sure. Was, that's hilarious that her last meal, the Lord led her to Chick-fil-A, because, you know, that flavor may never go before. <laughs> hey, here's one. When you guys mm. were sharing your testimonies, and this is totally off the wall, and, and until you shared that I, I, about the you know pigs doing the skydiving incident, it says that Jesus experienced all the things that we've experienced. Mm. He never had bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I know that's totally, I mean, hopefully people don't think that's sacrilegious. I'm like, that's an event. I mean, that's an emotional experience for me. Bacon. There's something you could challenge people. He never got to have bacon. Uh, maybe they get to have it in heaven. I don't know, but it's an incredible. No, probably not. Probably not. All right, we're back with Dr. Mark O'Farrell and Dr. Shannon Hogan from Trinity College. All right, let's get into Trinity because, you know, I'm excited to have you just guys brag on this because here's a college. How long has Trinity been around, Mark? 
about 86 years. Oh, yeah, it's almost 100 years been around. Yet there are a lot of people listening today that are like, I never heard of that before. And it's in Trinity, Florida, mm-hmm. which is just north of Pinellas County. Mm-hmm. So you're in Pasco County, right? Yes. And uh, 86 years. Now, it's a Bible college. It's Trinity Bible College. It's called Trinity College of Florida. See, you changed the name. See, it's Trinity College of Florida, and I didn't know that. I probably should have since I did do research. Oh, yeah, I have Trinity College on the thing. Okay. But, Shannon, you were brought in there. You're the chair of the of the business and leadership department. Correct. And so what's really cool is that, yes, it's a Bible college, but it's also this leadership, business and leadership. So you guys are really, you're providing a uh, an education which can touch a lot of people's hearts all over Tampa Bay. So talk to me about... How did God lead you, Mark, to be the president of Trinity College? Mm. It wasn't really on my radar screen. Uh, I was really uh, training for the ministry, went into the ministry, pastored uh, a number of churches, and eventually ended up uh, in administration out of a district office with the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Ended up as a church planning director. I did mother-daughter things with churches, and then eventually became a superintendent. Over those years, I was very much interested in administration because the body, even though you don't, you see the body, there's a skeleton underneath the body. You got to have that uh, administrative component for the body to really fun- function. So over the years, I got involved with higher education, involved with our seminary, um, Nyack College, ATS, and then also to Falls College. And then with Trinity College, because it was started by a Christian and Missionary Alliance pastor, Dr. Watson. So over those years, that's how I started moving that way. When I tenured out as superintendent, I had been on the board helping Trinity College of Florida with uh, various things, and they began to say, well, would you consider that? And I had to wrestle with that, Jim, to be honest with you. I That was not on my radar screen, but God worked on me, and I said, okay, I'll go through the process, went through the process, and eventually then was, you know, appointed uh, president in 2005. So a long time ago, over mm. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you move here from? Moved from Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. So it wasn't <laughs> a far, at least you're already used to the Florida culture and the traffic. So, yes. well, yes. and you moved up to Pasco County. It's nice. They have cows up there. So, And I lived in Pasco County when I was in third grade. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it looked like when you were in third grade. <laughs> Fly over land for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I would love to see pictures back yeah, then. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Shannon, you are the you're a professor of business and leadership. You're the chair of that department. How did God lead you to Trinity College of Florida? Yeah, it's an interesting story as, as well. I mean, my wife and I um, kind of began our journey um, in marriage. We uh, we're in Indiana a little bit, uh, but we went over to Africa. My wife and I served as missionaries in Africa, in Ghana, West Africa. And while we were there, the Lord began to speak to us that I needed to continue my education. So I was coming back. I um, applied at the college um, for a master's program. It was in practical theology. And then laying before the Lord one night, literally just prostrate before the Lord, saying, Lord, I don't feel comfortable with what I'm doing. The Lord just shifted it, and um, I needed to go into the organizational leadership program at Regent University. And while there, the Lord just began to work in my heart about the influence I could have in ministry for business individuals. And uh, so I ended up uh, getting my master's degree from there and just went on to the PhD program. But in the midst of that, while I, as I literally accepted and said, okay, God, I'm going to change my degree. I called Regent. They said, we don't have anything for you right now. You can't, you can't, you can't come Um, because the semester had already started. I said, well, uh, okay. The next day I got a call from one of my good friends who lives here in Tampa 
who was working uh, for a uh, Liberty Mutual group here, he says, hey, we need, a, we need a trainer. Would you mind coming and working for us? He goes, we'll pay for your master's degree. We'll take care of your master's degree. So by switching it, my master's degree was paid for by for free. The Lord began to work. We got here to Tampa. After getting my master's degree, um, I heard about Trinity, got connected. I knew a guy who worked in the Quest, Quest program, the degree completion program. And he says, yeah, we're, we're looking for someone to do human resources. So I came in, did one class. Then I went to Emanuel College up in uh, Georgia for about 10 months or 11 months and then ended up uh, the old, the, uh, the, uh, um, Provost or the academic, academic dean, dean yeah, right. um, mm-hmm. called me and said, hey, we're looking for a new uh, chair of business leadership program. Would you be interested? They had heard how I taught and to see engagement and said, would you come on down and do it? I so said, from okay. Indiana to Ghana <laughs> to Florida to Georgia to Florida, that's a pretty cool That's a pretty cool map if you want to quest that one out. So any of your kids built, uh, born in Africa? Nobody was born. My son turned one when we were in Africa. He <laughs> turned one the first week we were there. My daughter turned, I think she was three or so in there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. So, you know, one of my, and I shared this with you off there, but my heart and my passion is to highlight great local resources of people that are discipling Christ followers in Tampa Bay. And and what I, what I know about students is they're going there to learn. And what I learned, when I look at my college degree, which by the way, when I walked out of my college degree, I said, I'm never going back to school again. And so far I've 30 years, I've kept that, kept that promise to myself. But The things that I learned most from my professors were not the things that they taught me, Mm -hmm. but were the things that I learned from their hearts. Mm -hmm. And no matter whether they were Christ followers or not, how how are you guys intentionally equipping Christ followers, no matter what the degree program is, how are you intentionally equipping them to bring their faith in no matter what their workplace would be? Mark. Well, I, I firmly believe that changed lives change the world. And how do you create change? Well, they've got to, first of all, see that it's really working in your life. If you're talking about biblical principles and you're talking about all kinds of illustrations, issues, they've got to see it in your life. So when you're under stress, just like when my wife was going through all of those difficult times, they've got to see, and I've had people come up, they said, uh, we just were amazed to see you know, God's strength, God's grace. I mean, I didn't even know about all of this, but it models it. So when it models it, it makes them hungry. It makes them thirsty. They want to know, how does this work? And then again, you can use the promises of God. You can certainly bring them to the Spirit of God, how he energizes you so that you do the will of God in the power of God, you know, for the glory of God. So <clears throat> you being real, living transparently, vulnerable, vulnerably, people see it's real in you and you get an opportunity to share it with people. Oh, yeah. And they'll they'll come up and they'll want to figure out, what what is this? Because it's not just academic. It's what you were just saying, speaking from your heart. Right. We've got the president of the college and then the chair of the business and leadership department from Trinity College right here in Trinity, Florida, just north of Pinellas County and Pasco County. A college been around for 86 years, equipping Christ followers to go all over the world with their faith. I asked Mark the question, Shannon, right before the break that, um, you know, how, what is Trinity doing to purposefully equip these students to take their faith wherever they go? Give me your perspective on that. How do you, as a professor, as the chair of this business department, how do you make sure that your professors and you are purposefully equipping these students to be prepared to take their faith wherever they go? Yeah, that's a great question. um... One of the things, this is actually probably my favorite question out of all of them, because I think... Sorry what, to disappoint you with the other ones. <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're, you got a doctorate, so you can criticize my questions. It's okay. <laughs> well, the reason I like it so much is because this is 
this is really the purpose as to why I teach. I teach so that I can influence students. I don't teach to show that I have knowledge or I have uh, this great degree. I teach because I want to serve these students. The essence behind my my passion and my role is to serve the students so that they can get where they want to get to. Um, one of the things that I've had the opportunity to do is mentor some of the some of the guys um, who have come through the program. One of them now that I've mentored, I mentored him for about three years. He is now serving as the business manager for a homeless ministry that actually does T-shirts in Denver, Colorado. Hmm. Coolest thing ever. I mean, from a business program, now he's a, he's he's doing ministry, but with utilizing the gifts that God's given to him. But we equip we the program used to be called management ethics. So one of the biggest things that we do is we add ethics into every element of the courses so that they know that ethics is for others, not for you. And that's the statement I always use. Ethics is for others, not for you. When we do what is right, other people see it and other people learn how to do the right thing. And so we consistently do that. We had a pro, we had a, uh, a club that I helped start. Initially was we had ethical leadership, society, and then we started Socratic conversations where we wanted to talk about the difficult topics that would happen in workplace or that's happening in society. And then we trans- transitioned it into Chi Alpha Phi, beginning with Christ, who's the beginning in, in you know, Phi philosophy. So we, we did Chi Alpha Phi. And what we did was we engaged difficult questions to talk to these students. And we had, I don't know, 12 to 15 that would gather together and just We'd ask questions about just life in general. We'd ask questions, uh, the tough questions that maybe some of the um, questions that you find in society today. So what we do is we're very intentional to make certain that we are um, engaging them. And in the classroom environment, I'm not a lecture kind of guy. I'm an engagement. I believe you learn through engagement, not just through um, just trying to throw knowledge out there. Well, I, that's fantastic. I'm I'm interested that you said the Socratic. What did you say? You Socratic conversations. Conversations. Uh-huh. You know, the, my only exposure to Socrates was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and uh, neither of you guys watched it. That's just disappointing. <laughs> it's just, that's just, neither, both, I got dull looks from both of them. Those of you that are out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. It just, you know, anyway. Ace, did you ever watch Bill and Ted's Excellent? Oh, come on. Somebody call in that knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, hey, we got a book to give away. 877-943-9673, John Maxwell's Success 101. All right, so I love the conversations because you're talking about influencing people. And when you get an opportunity to disciple and mentor students, mm-hmm. there's no greater reward down the road, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, when somebody calls you back and go, Dr. Hogan, I just you just never knew this, but this is the impact you had on my life. Have you gotten any of those phone calls yet? Oh, absolutely. Not, not, I mean, we've, we've had lots of conversations where students have come to me and just said, thank you. Or, you know, I, I appreciate that, that conversation that you had in class that you were, you were open enough to be real. Cause I was, I'll, mm. I'll share my difficulties. I'll share who I am as an individual. So they know when they go into workplace, they don't have to be theoretical, but they can be practical. They can live this life out. They can do it. Our philosophy in the business program is people over profit. We believe that if you focus on the people, the profit will come. If you focus on the profit, you're going to lose all the people. So our whole philosophy behind this program is we want to build people. We don't want to, we don't want to pull people. We don't want to uh, kind of lead them by hand. We want to lead them by heart. And that's the essence that you'll find in. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the individual's name. I can't think, but um, in, in some of the books that I've read, that that's the essence of it. Is you want to lead them by heart, not by hand. Well, and I like the people over profit thing. And as a small business owner. Your people are your biggest asset, yeah. but you need profits in order to pay your people. And and it is, and, and there's nothing 
sinful about profits. It is what people do with the profits that can sometimes be sinful, but it is very important to have profits so you can pay the bills. And the health insurance bill from the Unaffordable Care Act, that's as political as we get here, mm-hmm. uh, because that act is destroying. I heard from a health insurance agent today, I always thought it was the, the our health insurance premiums have doubled since the Unaffordable Care Act was passed. Mm-hmm. It's tripled now. Mm-hmm. The number is three times. And we want to know why small businesses are suffering. Let's we're, The business department that you've got, Shannon, I understand you're equipping people. They're getting a Bible degree. I imagine if somebody gets a business degree, do they get a Bible degree at the same time? Or is it like they get like a major and a minor or two majors? What do they get? Double major. Double major. So that to me makes sense that you're helping them understand how to connect their faith to their workplace because we're equipping them to go to business. But what about your business students? Because here's one of the things in the past, Mark, was that people that graduated with Bible degrees or ministry degrees didn't get any business sense. They Absolutely. didn't, you know, we, we, we equip people to go be on the mission field, yet we never gave them any administrative organ, or administration, organization, management, or finance skills. How are you equipping those people to go into the ministry, wherever that means, the full-time paid ministry, well, quote-unquote paid ministry, and knowing how they need to utilize business people in order to be successful in ministry? Right. right. Well, <clears throat> I firmly believe we, we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. And so because of that, we try to get as many people on campus, business uh, individuals, and whatever profession they may, may be in. They'll, may, they may be speaking in chapel. They may be by my president's council, which is an advisory group you know, for the uh, board of trustees. But to connect them with individuals in the community so that they actually see this person functioning because we have kids in probably 40 maybe 50 different uh denominations and churches you know throughout the area so we're all in but the neat thing about it is they're engaging with those that are in the business place and being able to catch from them what god is doing in their heart so it's a great mentoring concept that's going on far beyond just the classroom that's why i'm a firm believer you know there's a lot of things that happen in the classroom but there's a lot of stuff that happens outside the classroom. So we stress that whole issue of atmosphere, you know, getting the right kind of atmosphere and getting them for them to be able to dialogue and to ask questions, whatever type of discipline or profession that person may be. We're talking with Dr. Mark O'Farrell from Trinity College of Florida and Dr. Shannon Hogan. He's the chair of the Business and Leadership Department from Trinity College of Florida. And I want to make sure you understand this because what we're trying to do is I'm try- I always try to highlight ministries that are making an impact in Tampa Bay on equipping Christ followers to know how to bring their faith no matter where their workplace goes. Now, but you guys don't just have the campus at Trinity. I mean, you're reaching people online, too. So, Mark, or uh, Shannon, talk about that. Talk about your online learning. Yeah, the online program that we have currently is it's kind of newer for us, I suppose, at this point in time. Um, but we've been in the process of, of building the online program, and it'll, I think, the more so of it goes, the bigger portion of it goes live more uh, mm-hmm. this upcoming year. Right. Um, <clears throat> But we also have a degree completion program, the adult degree completion program through what we call the Quest program to help uh, individuals who have started college. Um, you know, they started it, but they didn't finish to come back and to get it done quickly. Um, so we, we have those and we have some campuses around the area, actually, in, in Tampa area. Where? That we, Where do you got them? Um, one's off of Martin Luther. I don't know the exact, exact one, but we like have one in, in Tampa, uh, in, Martin Luther. Or yeah, up in Tampa, Martin okay. Luther, and Indian Rocks Beach. Okay. Um, is another really? One. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you got one in Indian Rocks Beach? At the uh, at Indian Rocks uh, Baptist Church. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and then we have one. <laughs> I go to that church, by the way, but I had no idea. So we're not doing a good enough job advertising <laughs> that one. Right. 
and then up at our at our current campus at Trinity. All right. So they can in in the online learning, what degrees are accessible online, or what degrees will be accessible online as we go more large with it in the fall? Well, there, right now there's probably about um, three of them. One one will be de- dealing with counseling. One will be dealing with the leadership concept, but also one in the idea of management business uh, concept. Those are the ones that we're kind of working with now. Uh, we're also backfilling. There'll be a lot of uh, students that will take different courses to supplement what they're doing in the day program, which is our traditional program. And they may choose this course, this course, whoever, whatever the professor may be teaching, and then augment it into their class where it might be in dealing with uh, elementary education or something like that. So mm-hmm. somebody can work full time and still go to your school at night then. I mean, classes are enough classes offered at night and online so somebody can get a degree and still work full time? Yes, I mean they would. They could. They could just pace themselves. They would have to figure out how it would work, and they would go with uh, a counselor to just kind of look at. Okay, what's the menu going to be? What they're going to be facing, and kind of plan it out. They could plan it out for several years so that they could take enough, but not be overwhelmed. Especially right. if it's if it's a degree completion, they have that pretty well uh, set for you in a cohort where you would just you know go with a group and and move forward. That's that's pretty cool. What's your favorite thing, Shannon, about working at Trinity College? Yeah, it's the people, it's the students, it's the relationships that we build within the organization. Um, I think one of the biggest things that most people see about Trinity College floor is we're a family. Um, we help with each other. We're praying for one another. I know when, when uh, President O'Farrell was going through the difficulty with his wife, we're all praying for them. We have prayer meetings um, weekly with the staff, and the students are invited into that now with staff and faculty. So that that's one of the biggest things for me is the relationship. All right, the degree programs and the business programs that I saw online, and I don't, you got a psychology course, which, by the way, in case you could direct people in, that's your number one most important management business degree out there. Because if there's one thing I use every day, it's mm-hmm. the psychology class I didn't take in, high, in college. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I had taken, I really could have used a minor in psychology. Actually, I could have used it. If you had said a major in psychology without thinking you were going to be in people's heads all day long, it would be such a powerful concept in managing people. Psychology is so powerful. Talk to me about this sports management thing. So are you trying to raise up people so they can manage football teams? Because it seems like it doesn't matter where you are in the NFL, everybody's losing jobs right now. That kind of sports management, or, or what's the sports management degree part of? No, the sports management is is uh, actually one of my students. Uh, I'll just say his name, but Jairus Knight, uh, he works over in Orlando now. He actually um, was one of my first students who was, uh, he's a basketball player, and he consistently was like, I need something, I want something in sports, I want something in sports, and then, I talked to our old uh, vice president of academic affairs. I'm like, we need to get something in sports for these guys who are coming in basketball and volleyball and the sports that we have there. Said, so we need to start something. So we started sports management. And what it is is basically it gives them opportunities to um, facilitate understanding and learning within the sports arena so that they can get out and be a recruiter. They can be a coach. They can be a scout. They can get into the sports affiliates or the sports um, arena and understand the management and, and the different dynamics that actually work or that, that, that occur within that field. Can they teach field goal kickers how to make a field goal? <laughs> Not that I'm trying to dredge anybody through the mud, but I'm a longtime recovering Vikings fan. <laughs> and in 1998, they missed the play. They missed the Super Bowl because of a field goal, missed field goal. And of course, Sunday, they missed another field goal. 15 yards! Unbelievable. I don't care. It doesn't matter. All right. But when you look at the impact that these degrees are making on students, Mark, as the president of the college, what is the most rewarding thing you've heard just this, maybe the last two or three months from a student that's gone out with their degree and making an impact? 
Well, just got uh, word from one particular student, and we're tracking with them on, I think he was under uh, Shannon Hogan's leadership. Uh, I connected with him on online and so forth and met with him different times uh, uh, in the community, and he you know, t- informed me that Bank America hired him, which was just a thrill for me. It's, it's a great thrill for me to see various organizations embrace our students. Last words, guys. What's one reason why somebody should use, should go, should be a student at Trinity College, regardless of age? President Mark? It would be, I would say, atmosphere. If you, if you look at the relational vitality, the spiritual uh, depth, and you look at the biblical content, and you look at the offerings that are vocationally provided, uh, it's an opportunity to me in a lifetime. It's one of the best decisions a person could make to make that contact. And then also to have someone on a personal basis to be able to guide you, know you, help you, and be able to be there when you have a question. We've got that kind of uh, engagement. Atmosphere right there at Trinity College, trinitycollege.edu. Dr. Shannon Hogan, why should somebody come get a business degree from Trinity College of Florida? Absolutely. Um, Business degree. Oh, well, we are... um... Well, first of all, if you want to come here, uh, we're going to be uh, uh, opportunities is the first element that you become. If you come to uh, Trinity College of Florida for the opportunities that we have there for business and leadership, I mean, we are completely designed to to launch you into the business career that you need to to gain broader knowledge and understanding of leadership and business acumen. Um, we're very uh, engaged in the learning environment. The learning environment is not lecture driven. It is engaged so that you have opportunities to be practical in your learning. Um, you walk out of there with a portfolio. So when you take your courses, you walk out of there with some sort of portfolio that you've accomplished things and not just, it's just been head knowledge. Atmosphere, opportunities, and engagement. I like that. Powerful. Lots more about Trinity College online at trinitycollege.edu. That's trinitycollege.edu. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on the air today. Thank you. Thank you. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him program, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were challenged today and and learned something new about a fantastic college that's local right here that I didn't know a lot about until what you heard today on the air. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews. Did a great job just really keeping everybody under control. He's always telling me I'm running out of time. That's what he's always saying. Hey, check out our show sponsors. Look them up online on our website, iWorkForHim.com, bottom of the first page. Links to all the businesses and ministries that help support this show each and every day. And when you're on our website tonight, iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and join the I Work For Him Nation tonight. What did you learn today that challenged you in your faith and how we're going to take this city for Christ? What did you learn? You know, we learned today that our faith can be challenged no matter what our degree program could be. There's many of you out there listening today that maybe never finished your degree. Trinity College is a place you can go and not only get a biblical emphasis, but do a degree completion program. Get your four-year degree. Stop sitting there with 26 credits left to finish. But also that we've got a resource here in Tampa Bay that is purposefully equipping students to take their faith into the workplace, regardless of what that workplace may be. And that's an asset that we don't ever want to lose. And it's an asset we need to take better advantage of each and every day. So if you learned something today about Trinity College, make sure you tell somebody. TrinityCollege.edu. We want to keep resources like this out there and available for our community so that people have a place to go and be equipped to take the gospel no matter where they go each and every day, like your workplace. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. 
I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but ultimately, that's right, ultimately, I work for him.